Hello, I am Chase's mom, Garage Guy Chase's mom. And if you don't subscribe to this show, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> that was perfect, mom. I'm going to put that on the show. That was epic. That okay. was epic. You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to episode 110 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Halloween's over, um, but it's Halloween right now while, while we're recording this. Um, episode 110 brought to you by Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Patreon page. Go over there right now, patreon.com slash garage guys. Check out all the goodies we have lined up for you. Getting ready for a spectacular week nine. It's got a lot of content that's going to be up over the weekend for you guys to check out to get ready for your DFS games on Sunday. Sunday slates. Um, going to be fun. All kinds of goodies, man. Did you get a lot of goodies tonight, Drew? Did you get, did you get a lot of candy? So I was serving a um, – I had like a little plate with jello shots and little mini shot glasses. And when people come to my door – I just ID them, make sure they're 21. They're 20, I might let them slide. Solid. Then I just pass that out, set of candy. That's my, uh, that's my approach. That's solid, man. Yeah, we, uh, uh, most of you guys know, listen, I have, I have a four-year-old son. Um, he was sick today on Halloween. There, there is nothing worse for me to think of than like me being a child and being sick on Halloween and not being able to like get out because it's really cold right now around here. And, um, and so just with him being sick and coughing and stuff, we didn't want to get him out in the weather. And I just was thinking back, like I probably would have like screamed and kicked and cried. Like if I couldn't go trick or treating, but my, my kid took it like a champ. Um, we, we went and bought a bunch of candy and uh, baked some Halloween cookies and then went and my, my parents were there and my grandmother was there and, we, uh, we all closed ourselves up in rooms and we let him like walk down and like knock on doors and stuff. It was some real, uh, some real like Jimmy from bubble boy type stuff. You know, I don't know if, if you've ever watched that movie, but for those of you listening that have, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Every holiday was spent inside of the house because he couldn't get out because because he had a, a, his parents told him that he had a, a disease where if he went outside into the world, he would die. And so it's, uh, it was like that, but it was cute, man. He enjoyed it and, uh, and he had, he had fun, but, uh, and then earlier today, of course, uh, I dressed up like a hippie. If you follow me on Instagram and Twitter, you saw, uh, did a little video, um, me and a guy that, that I work with at, uh, dad's camper outlet, shout out dad's camper outlet, come by camper. Um, we, uh, we dressed up and did this video and we, we were going to start a band called erotic fish bait. So uh, that's it. Maybe maybe happening coming soon. The hippie and a and a guy we call Big D, and he wears glitter gold pants and glitter purple shirt, sparkle sequins. 
I think it's safe to say we work in very different environments, Chase. We do. We do big time. As far as the day jobs, and I rarely bring up the day job, but I had to bring up the day job uh, today because we, we did have a good Halloween um, at, at our workplace. And anytime that you can have a good like Halloween at the workplace and everybody can cut up and have fun, like, you know, you're in a pretty good work environment. Did you, did you have that at your, at your day job? Do you have that? We had probably 30 to 40% participation for costume and uh, had some free food, stuff like that. So it was cool. I was one of the people that did not participate. I hate, uh, hate Halloween, so I'm that, I'm that guy. Um, oh, God. But I hate it for your kid because when I was that age, I loved Halloween. It just, as I've gotten older, you know, not as important. It, it happens, man. But, yeah, the, the good thing that does happen is uh, on Halloween, whether or not you're, you know, participate or not, there, there's always some good movies on TV, some spooky, spooky season movies through the whole month of October. And um, after we get done talking about tonight's NFL game, um, we're going to bring up some underrated – I'll bring up some underrated Halloween movies because some people on this podcast don't enjoy <laughs> the spooky season. So. so one week off from our YouTube review, our YouTube review right? Yeah. One, one week, week off, and we're going to get back to it next week. That's it. So, yeah, we're going to take off. Instead of doing our flashback YouTube Friday, we're going to talk about some underrated Halloween movies. And even though it's November 1st now that you're listening to this, um, you can still go watch these movies because they're I think they're great. So I'm just going to give you a couple of my favorites. But uh, let, let's go ahead and dive in to this game tonight. Arizona and San Francisco, 49ers Cardinals. Should have been a complete blowout by some minors because I would like if we're going back to mascot fetish time. Um, if you're a gold miner, you would think it would be pretty easy to kill a bird. Um, but turns out cardinals are kind of like a rare bird, so it's like almost illegal to kill them. So you have to do it in secret. So that's basically what happened tonight. Um, the 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 49ers did end up victorious. They won this game 28 to 25. So, like, they, they secretly killed the Cardinals because it was a close call. So, they had to let people think that they weren't going to do it, but then they did it. But this, this, this Arizona team <laughs> showed up. They got a new piece in the puzzle. Kenyon Drake was 5,000 on DraftKings. Um, and if you didn't have him in your lineup, you probably didn't do too well. This guy coming from the Dolphins, not doing shit, going to another team that's basically shit does David Johnson stuff. So it's, 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 I'm, I'm ready to come out and completely say David Johnson is done and over with in Arizona there. You should move on, go ahead and move on for, for Kenyon Drake to have the night that he had against the 49ers that did the, one of the best defenses right behind the Patriots, the number two defense in the league right now, put up 31 fantasy points. 110 yards and a touchdown, 52 receiving yards, four receptions. Just killer night for the kid. Yep. It goes, uh, goes back to what we said about Chase Edmonds earlier and him possibly being a better fit for the system that they have there. And I think Kenyon Drake fits that, fits that mold um, better than David Johnson does. But it's kind of ironic that we, on our last podcast, had talked about which defense will come down to earth first between the Patriots and – the 49ers and here we are what three three nights later three days three later nights, recording yeah, a couple days later um three and, fantasy points for the 49ers against a team that they should have uh, completely obliterated but that's it's that's how it works that's how it works you get these these games that are supposed to just be completely just lopsided upsets you you play your your fantasy cards right 
um, everybody starts that 49ers defense and hot spots and just pff, shits to bed. Yeah, it's like um, outside of the London games, I feel like the weirdest things happen on Thursday night. Thursday Do you agree? Night. I would, and it's also it's also Halloween, so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of spooky shit happening. So it was almost a spooky <laughs> upset, dude. Like it would have been like the perfect like like spooky season ending to Halloween for the Cardinals to beat the 49ers, but they still hang on. They're still undefeated. Dude, Emmanuel Sanders is another player I got to give props to. He came back to life now that he's on this 49ers team. He's even made Jimmy Garoppolo look like a quarterback. And that's the other big news. Jimmy Garoppolo, number one fantasy scorer in this game, uh, 317 passing yards. Um, dude, dude, homie even had two rushing yards. Look out now. <laughs> <laughs> little scrambler, little scrambler, GQ Jimmy Garoppolo is. Yeah, the the good the good that comes with the the close game there is we finally got to see Garoppolo have to make some 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 clutch throws. I think Tevin Coleman really struggled tonight, had less than two yards per carry, and Brita had a better day. But overall, it was a Garoppolo game, and um, you know it wasn't the obvious, you know, five yards of separation that he had to hit his receivers. It was some tight windows and. Good to see Garoppolo able to do that, even though the Cardinals' defense is nothing to, you know, to boast too much about. But nothing overall, to fuck with, are, as some would say. <laughs> I think we would agree, Chase. We were we were talking during the last the last quarter of this game, and if Garoppolo and team would not have got a few first downs at the end of the game, and they would have had to punt, we were thinking the Cardinals were definitely going to march down the field. So it, props it to Garoppolo like for right. Hell yeah, dude. Big props to Jimmy. Uh, more props to Kyler Murray, though. Kyler Murray really showed his own in this game. Um, 5,900 on, on DraftKings, put up 23 fantasy points. Everybody was so afraid to start this, this Arizona Cardinals offense, any players from it. Um, and it turns out that the, the best wide receiver on this offense was, was the main man, Andy Isabella. 15 fantasy points. I mean, they didn't put up, you know, the – the fantasy points uh, that the wide receiver, you know, like Emmanuel Sanders put up or anything on the 49ers team tonight. But Andy Isabella showing some uh, some incredibleness out there for this Arizona uh, receiving core, man. It's doing what he did. Um, and he was $3,000 on DraftKings if you played the showdowns. So, I mean, having him in there, he was, he was definitely a part of the, the, the killer lineup. Uh, but he, he lit it up tonight. So, good to see uh, some rooks getting some, some work and some action. But um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel a little bit better about Kyler Murray now, like especially for him to be able to do what he did against this defense. I mean, do, do you think that, that maybe we're now moving forward, maybe we're going to see a little bit more umph? Maybe this gave him a little bit more confidence in his game and in this offense? Possibly. It's weird that he's actually had a super high floor this entire season. He gets there somehow, either through rushing yards or, um, or getting there at the end of the game. He gets, finds a way to score fancy points. But this was his – as impressive as a game we've seen from him so far just because of the opponent. And um, Isabella, back to him, that was all through one play, correct? Yeah, that's right. He had that one big play um, right there at the end. It was 88 receiving yards in the touchdown. So, yeah, one reception, 88 yards, one touchdown. That was one play he got that on. So Maybe that, he'll get some more playing time from that, though. Uh, you, it's it's possible, but but my 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 whole thing about Andy Isabella tonight is more on the fantasy side of it. It's it's just that one random guy that just puts you over the top, winning the big money, and um, he was that guy tonight. Uh, so if you know having him in your lineups was the what probably pushed you over the edge or either copped you out the money. 
um, and somebody else took that bag from you. And the For last sure, man, last we'll guy talk about shout out slate, you know, like that's the one slate that you want to play these guys that uh, possibly, I mean, honestly, he can, he can give you a zero on any given night, but tonight, if you had the, the guts to play him on a showdown slate, he's the reason you win all the money. So big facts. I think dude. we've talked about that before. It's like this, these showdown slates, you gotta be willing to take a few more risks than you normally would. That's it. Risk it to get the biscuit. That's how I like to play my games. You call me crazy half the time, but I don't know, man. I feel like <laughs> I feel like shaking it up. That's that's what that's what makes you different than the majority of the crowd. But like I said, playing fifty fifties is one thing. Tournaments, I'm 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 learning more and more this year how to kind of set these lineups and make these things happen. So a lot of that comes from you and and your expertise in the DFS industry. So guys, if Drews can help me, he can help you. And, and you know where the help's at. It's over on our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash garage guys. And last guy I got to talk about, George Kittle, showed why he is a great tight end. 19 fantasy points tonight. He had a touchdown, 79 receiving yards, six receptions. And uh, go to Taco Bell and try to get your free Doritos Locos Taco. Because uh, George <laughs> Kittle is, is on the hunt. So we're almost there. When playoff season rolls around, you're going to be seeing me hitting up the Taco Bells. And if you guys have any other ideas or anything else out there that you want me to do, any type of video content that you just would just bring up some random shit, correlate fantasy football to something else in life and present me the idea. And I will do my best to make it happen and make a video out of it for you because I'm just, <clears throat> I'm just there. I'm just that guy. I just, I love doing wild random shit. So I will gladly do that. Can't be too crazy though. But, um, but, but pretty, pretty wild. Like I, I you I have your it. limits. I, yeah. Like, um, a lot of shit probably that there are some things cause that you, you never really know. Like I've, the, the older I get, the more I learn that there's some people out there are just fucking certifiably insane. And there's just some things that, that, that I wouldn't do, but for the most part, if it's pretty playful and it's, you know, it's c- comical shit like that, then, then I'm in, I'm in for it. But there are, yeah, I do have some limits, and I'm sure that on, on down <laughs> I have a line, hard time. I have a hard time seeing somebody like running something by you and you being like, nah, that's too far. I feel like you'd be pretty open. Pretty uh, open. I mean, for the it, most it would, part, it would take I am. Extreme. For the most yeah. part, I am, but I do, like to, I do like to cut a little rug every now and then and do some crazy shit. I've been getting really hectic, uh, really, really heavy on the TikTok lately, making a lot of TikTok videos. The only thing that sucks about TikTok is the majority of its users are like 13-year-olds, so not really consuming too much content <laughs> there, the more than I am posting content. So. But uh, it, it, does, it is a fun app to play with as far as making videos and adding music to it, so... Check out the TikTok. You can follow me there at Garage Guy Chase. I post all of our Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast videos there as well. And um, all the little videos I make. The little, you, you, you love the little images that we got, like on Instagram? Like you ever, I, I know you're not a big Instagram guy, but I, every time we, we have a, a podcast, I always screenshot the tweet. And then I can go on Instagram and I can add GIFs and little stickers and stuff to it. And so I make like a little, little video showing our preview of the show. And I have like little images from like everything we talk about. And I have some random song that I put on there. I love making those every week. So hope, hoping the garage fam is enjoying those as well. If you have seen them, um, if you haven't seen them, go follow me on Instagram at garage guy chase um, or at GGFS podcast. You can follow us there. I do a lot of memes on our pod, on our garage guys, fantasy sports podcast page on Instagram. So that's, that's where the memes be. Let's go check them out. 
But other than this game, let's go ahead and talk a little Halloween before we uh, get to some other news. Underrated Halloween movies of all time. So my first one is the movie Trick or Treat. This movie came out a couple years back, probably back when I was in high school. I think it was around like 2010 or so. And if you, uh, when you were growing up, did you ever like watch like uh, Creep Show or like Tales from the Crypt? Did you ever get into any of that shit? Not too much, man. I, I didn't watch many Halloween movies, so I'm going to lean heavily on you for this segment. So just, just have at it. Yeah. All right. So again, remember guys, we have a Halloween hater. Drew hashtag Halloween hater. Um, I accept that. I put it in my bio. How do you hate Halloween, man? Anyway, <laughs> so this movie, Trick or Treat, it's kind of like, um, it's got like stories. So basically, like, I'm a big fan of like Creep Show and Tales from the Crypt, where you have like a TV show and they, they have like a little scary story. It's like, you know, 30 minutes long or whatever. Well, they always make the stories like correlate. So in this movie, like, it's so incredibly dark. But, like, it was kind of like a cheap, cheaply made film. It was a straight-to-DVD movie. Had some, some decently, you know, some decent actors, maybe, like, some B-list celebrities in it. But it was just a – it was a good – like, it's a good Halloween movie, and it's genuinely creepy. Um, so, like, there's, like, a story in there. Like, it starts out, like, there's a, there's a woman that's like you. She hates Halloween. And, you know, but her husband loves Halloween. And so they decorate. Well, as soon as Halloween's over, like she goes out and she's taking all the shit off uh, out of the, all the decorations down. And then like, there's this little fucking gremlin thing. It's like, it looks like a kid, like dressed up in a costume with like a pumpkin head or something. And he has a lollipop that is a orange sucker. And like, he bites off one half of it. So it's really sharp. And like, he just walks around slitting motherfuckers throats with it. And um, so basically like, yeah, it's, it's, I'm telling you, this movie's wild. Like, movie starts out, like, literally just, like, slits this woman's throat, like, cuts her head off and her body off and, like, like puts her up on a stick outside underneath the sheet to make her, like, a ghost. And her husband walks out at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning after he passed out and finds her underneath there. Um, and, like, then it's the movie starts. And then it's going into these stories. You know, there's, like, a principal and, like, a kid. And, like, I don't want to ruin the whole movie, but, like, there's this one part, like, in the beginning of it, like, this principal – has this kid and they're talking about carving a jack-o'-lantern or whatever. And he has this little annoying ass child and he's like, I want to carve the jack-o'-lantern. I want to make the jack-o'-lantern. Well then like the guy, this kid walks up and it's the kid that you've seen bad Santa. I'm sure. Right. Yes, I have. It's been years, but I've seen that movie. You know, the little, you know, the little fat blonde headed curly kid and bad Santa. That's just hilarious. Yes. Well, like he's in this movie. Yeah. He walks up to like his principal's house. He starts eating candy and the kid just starts projectile vomiting on the porch. Like the principal just like poisoned this kid. And it's just like, it's just like freaky as fuck, dude. And like that happens. And there's this story with these, you know, these kind of like slutty girls. And like, this one is like, shit. it's like, they're leading up to like this thing that's going to happen. And like, like she's all nervous about it. And all these girls are dressed up like princesses and they meet up in the woods and, wild i won't get into that one just i won't get into any more of it but it's a genuinely fucking creepy movie it went straight to dvd it's super underrated if you've never watched it go find it trick or treat that's t-r-i-c-k-r the letter r and then treat 
So Google that. You can probably stream it somewhere by now. It's probably up somewhere. So go check out Trick or Treat. The next movie, we've got one it's more. Probably, i got to say one thing. It's probably like some link you can click on that seems super sketchy that's probably going to download like 100 viruses on your computer. But go ahead and go ahead and click it and watch the movie. True. You could probably watch it on YouTube, honestly. You know how they got some movies that are just like so underrated that like you can watch the whole thing on YouTube and YouTube doesn't bother to pull it off? Yes, yeah, it's not worth their time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it might, be, it might be one of those. I don't know. I'll have to go check it out. But for the people that have seen it, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's a great fucking movie. I love it. And if you, if you didn't like it, then shoot me a tweet and tell me why and I'll argue with you for about 20 minutes because I don't really want to go that long arguing about it. Um, other one I have, I have one more. It may not be underrated, but it's just an older movie. But I remember watching it when I was a kid and getting the shit scared out of me. Like I said before, I was a huge Tales from the Crypt fan growing up. I was My mom, for some reason, my mom is wild. She would let me watch Tales from the Crypt on HBO when I was a kid, like back in like 95, 96. I'm like four or five years old, and I'm watching this fucking show. And, and in the beginning of the show, every time the Crypt Keeper would pop out of the coffin, like I would close my eyes. I would be so scared. But then I would sit there and I could watch him talk. It, it made no sense how my brain worked. And it still doesn't make sense how my brain works half the time. But um, like, maybe this is the reason. Maybe we it, just figured it out. It might be, dude. Like, I watched some crazy shit when I was a kid. Like, I'm telling you, like, the movies that I watched growing up as a child were, like, not like normal kid movies. Like, like I said, my, I literally was exposed to Jim Carrey's The Mask at four. And from there, was just completely obsessed with it. Like, to this day, I still know every word of that movie. Like I literally, you could sit in a living room with me. We could watch it. I could, I could recite the entire movie. You'd probably be like, get the fuck out of my house. Like you, you talk too much. I'm trying to watch this. You ruined the whole movie for me now. Like, but <laughs> I was, I was into this. I was, I'm into that shit. I don't know. So, but the movie is, uh, Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight came out in 95. Um, and they had like a lot of the actors that, and I could sit here and waste the time to talk about the actors that were in this movie but it would a lot of people probably just don't remember him. But like Billy Zane is one of them. He played the collector. And like it's basically this movie about this group of people. They go to this like castle or this house, whatever. And it's like these demons. He this guy finds this uh this key that can unlock a bunch of evil. And the collector's Billy Zane, and he's a demon and he wants the key so that he can like pretty much bring on the end of the world. So like I don't know. They, they get in this place. There's all this crazy wild shit that happens. But the one thing that stood out in my mind, there was this kid in this movie. Okay. And this kid, like they were like trying to protect this kid or whatever. And like, he just fucking turned into this demon. And it was the creepiest fucking demon. Like I've ever seen in my life. Like it's like, like for some reason, the nineties, like puppeteering and like animatronics of like, really creepy shit like is like really genuinely just scary as fuck and that's how these demons are in this movie like the these creatures just will give you fucking nightmares so right now if you want to check them out just google tales from the crypt demon night and go to images and you'll see these pictures of these things and that's the kind of shit that used to give me fucking nightmares so but it was a great movie still is a good movie i watched it uh i watched it a couple weeks ago because i always like to watch it in october but uh, yeah, go check out Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. It was made back in 95. That's my two underrated Halloween movies. I wish I could provide some info, but it would just be doing everyone a disservice. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it at that. And yeah. um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the Halloween hater. I will That's say cool. this. I, I'm hoping that you can agree with me on this because you like food as much as I do. Maybe more. I don't know. Um, 
Thanksgiving, I was just having this conversation at work today. Thanksgiving has gotten more and more important to me every year. It's such a great holiday. It's underrated. It's an underrated yeah, holiday. Like, I feel like when you're though, when you're like a high school kid or um, maybe even early years of college, though, you don't truly appreciate just feasting on food the way you do when you're once you you know hit that post college life. Dude, I, there's something about it now. Like, and you're absolutely 100 percent right. I don't want to get too hung up on it, but I will say. Now that like, you know, like after you turn 25, I don't know what it is. Something just happens to where you're just like, you look forward to the day. You got a day off of work. You know, you're just going to eat a fuck. Away. I love like some turkey and rice and gravy, bro. There ain't nothing like that. Turn on so, football. Yes. Watch football and eat turkey and rice and gravy. And like when you get old enough, like when you have kids, like all the people that like wanted to like talk to you and like figure out about your life, they just want to like play with your kid. So like your kids like, <laughs> chilling there and you're just like over here in the corner with like a fucking styrofoam plate, like washing football and like talking to your cousins about fantasy. Like, like my Thanksgiving is basically like everyone is just like, who do you like going into the playoffs? Who do you like? Like I, I have become that guy in my family where people are like starting to just, all they want to talk about to me is fantasy. And that's fine. I signed up for that. But um, so, I mean, it's cool. Thanksgiving. There's pretty- worse conversations to have than your Very. family asking about fantasy football. But, Big facts, you know, bro. I've told you about my situation. It's more of like you walk in and there's so many people there that I just found I find the crew that's near the TV and that's who I spend like three or four hours with and yeah, you have everyone's drinking, having a good time. So yeah, it's a it's a big event, but everyone's everyone's having a big time. It's a it's like a it's like a miniature version of a of a party. Everyone's drinking, everyone's having fun. Uh, not much judgment going on there, so it's always a always a solid time. Love it. I don't know. We're, we're gonna have we're gonna have to have us a great Thanksgiving special on the podcast. So you guys will be uh, we'll we'll be doing that for sure. That'll be happening. Thanksgiving. It's always on a Thursday, so we'll make it happen one way or another. So Drew, s- sad news, sad sad news. Our bet that we literally just got done talking about how we were going to give an update on where we were on this episode over the week. Uh, NFL Thanos dropped in from another planet and put all the infinity stones on his fingers after listening to our podcast this whole year and decided that he was going to end Joe Flacco and Andy Dalton's careers basically for the rest of the season. <laughs> so our bet they is dead. Out of the misery. They Wanted to put us out of the misery. Yeah, it probably so. Because it was just I do I I got to a point to where I was even like, why did I do this? What was what was the point of this? So Andy Dalton, the big news is Andy Dalton is not going to be starting. Motherfucker got fired on his birthday, basically. Mm, essentially, rough, rough way to go out. It was his birthday, and they were like, and they didn't even trade him. No, didn't even trade him. And then I saw a bunch of people with the take about how he should go to Chicago. And I was like, well, at least, you know, we weren't the only people that thought about it. It was just one of those takes. And I think I had mentioned that somebody that, um, that I knew had made that take. But I was like, mm, whatever. Shout to the clock. The Halloween clock. Mm, spooky clock. Actually, that is telling us right now, just to give you a little update on what time it is, that is actually November 1st now. So now we are t- here today. It is now November 1st. So the things, the, the, the time that we that we structure everything for you guys. We up late balling and we love you. Garage fam. Twenty four hours away from my birthday. I'm about to be an old man. 
Woo woo, Drew birthday. You wouldn't have known that. Wouldn't have known that yeah. if you didn't listen to the show. Ooh wee. Yeah. And I normally birthday. don't tell anybody. Birthday, so birthday boy, coming to town November two. Birthday and, boy. And you're sending me a what was it? A um. Awesome I got you a gift. Got got him a gift. Uh, as as most of you know, Drew is a uh, is a huge Austin Powers fan. Found the original OG nineteen ninety seven VHS of Austin Powers. So got it right here. Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery on VHS for the homie Drew for the B Day. Two thumbs up. By I'm definitely gonna send you a picture with it, with me wearing my Austin Powers shirt. That's what's gonna it's happen. It's gonna be beautiful. We're gonna po- post it on Twitter too. Gotta do yep. that. All right, I'm I'm gonna have to fly this out to you so it'll be there for your birthday. <laughs> I'm gonna like go to FedEx today and be like, get this shit there now. Well, that's gonna be like a hundred dollars, <laughs> sir. You better find a way to pay for it. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll probably tell them that. We'll see. I'll see how far it goes. So we'll figure it out. But um, either way, it's gonna happen. But yeah, but uh, and then Joe Flacco um, got got his little got his little little neck little neck fucked a little bit, so he's having some some neck woes, and the doctor's saying he's probably gonna be out for about four to six weeks. So there goes Flacco and, and Andy Dalton. So we're gonna we're gonna honor this. We're gonna be cool with it. So we're just gonna track everything up to now, and basically I lost. So Dalton won. And so I will now be purchasing Drew a subscription to the NASCAR app so that he can listen to every driver on Sundays and get inside information on uh, why Richard Petty painted the hood of his car black. Do I get a victory speech? You do. You do. Um, and without further ado, victory speech from the spirit of a broken Andy Dalton and Drew Dean. You know, Chase, it wasn't that long ago um, I came on this podcast as a guest and I made some very bold predict- predictions about Andy Dalton knowing that um, he had been the, recip- the recipient of some of my biggest jokes and, um, you know, just a lifelong of making fun of Andy Dalton and the Bengals. Um, I had to take the, the opportunity to back him this one time when you said that you were a big Flacco guy. So it's um, – it's a great honor and a privilege of mine to have won this bet. I'm glad the bet's ending now because both guys were looking so bad that basically the only difference was Andy Dalton have having a few big games early in the season. Um, but yeah, I think it's officially the worst bet ever placed between two people that like football and uh, happy to take that down. I'm just trying to wipe a tear away. Just. <laughs> it's yeah just all the all the eliteness just drained from my body um r.i.p guys and god is anybody giving either one of these guys uh, another chance i can't see it i think flacco retires andy dalton gets another andy dalton Dalton, yeah dalton goes to another team for sure but i think flacco will retire i think that uh he's the super bowl winning quarterback he had he was elite for one year of his career and it just kind of carried on forever the eliteness of, of him and never forget when he ate a W two years ago. Never forget. Did it, for James. Did it for Jameis. Good job, Joe. All right. NFL Sunday slate rundown week nine. Let's fucking go. Drew. We start off in London 
9.30 a.m. Eastern time. So that means make sure that you have the Bible app installed on your phone for church and pull some trickery and just tell all your family that you're reading from the book of Job when you're actually watching Gardner Minshew and Deshaun Watson take off like rocket ships. Um, it's going to be an electric game. It's a good game for Gardner Minshew against this defense, especially now with J.J. Watt out. I think a lot of amazing shit's going to happen. I think there's going to be a lot of fantasy points, and it's London. So you know when the Jaguars go to London, it's like an automatic given that the Jaguars are going to win. So that's, that's, that's happening this weekend, by the way. That's happening on Sunday. The Jaguars will win this game. Gardner Minshew has a career day of his season has a career day. I'm saying career day. He had 30 <laughs> fantasy points last week. This man will at least get to 35 fantasy points on what? Sunday. I'm calling it. You're a wild boy. You're a wild boy. Um, I do think there's some scoring here. You never know with these weird divisional matchups, though, right? I mean, Texans versus um, Jaguars, but the fact that it's in London makes me think something weird's going to happen. London um, calling. Houston's. Houston is only favored by one point, and to some people that might be a shocker just because Houston's becoming one of those teams that people are saying is a, a contender in the ASC, but they've had several injuries most recently, J.J. Watt. Um, but I think both quarterbacks do well here. Yeah, I'm excited to watch quarterback play. Of course, yeah, Deshaun's going to have his stuff. He's going to do his normal things, but and predicting that career day for, for the homie Gardner Minshew. Um, another wide receiver to be on the, the lookout for on the Texan side of the ball that I really like in fantasy. This is a DFS day for Kenny Stills. Stills is, is you know, he had a pr pretty rough week against Oakland. He only got five fantasy points last week um, in the GGFS Pro League that I'm looking at here. But, actually, let me double check that. I'm in a dynasty league. Those points are wild boy weird. He didn't have a good week. No, it wasn't a good week for, for – At the end of the day, it wasn't a good week. It wasn't a good week for Kenneth Stills. Um, however, um, he did put up – yeah, it was 5.20 fantasy points. So, he's pro projected 11.20 um, against this team. I think that he's definitely going to go over that. Do love me some Kenny Stills for the Texans. Fire up Kenny Stills, boy. And then, of course, for the Jaguars, I'm going to play it safe. I think that Fournette has a great day. And then, of course, I like DJ Shark. So, I'm pairing a lot of Minshew and Shark this week. I do like both of those guys. Overall – going to be a great game to get up early for and watch and there's really nothing like because we haven't had the 9 30 game yet so there's nothing like or, or have we yeah carolina we've carolina, had we've carolina. had one 9 30 game and we've had one um start around the same time as the rest of the games so right. love the nine the <coughs> it's not a london game unless it starts early <coughs> and we'll cut that out maybe no i'm not i call for real bad <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that damn that damn jewel got me, guys. I'm not cutting that out. All right. The jewel. Yeah, but <clears throat> no, I just I love the 930 games. I love them. Love everything about them. That jewel them fuck me, man. <clears throat> My bronchitis is fucking up, guys. Hold on. <clears throat> Something about the 930 game will just always take me back to when I would go out super late on Saturdays in college and I almost missed the, the 930 uh, you know, adjustments to my roster, to my fantasy lineups. Yeah, like they're, they're the scariest. It's the scariest thing that could ever happen. So you always want to make sure 
that you set these lineups early. I've already got my lineup set for this weekend, and I just keep my shit on standby. And I think that most people listening to the show are smart enough to set their lineups early. Like, I normally set mine around Wednesday. That way I'm good for Thursday if I have any Thursday guys. But, yeah, overall, fantastic game, 930. Got to love when the Jags are in London. Moving forward from that game. My internet just shut off randomly. I don't know what the fuck happened, so I got to get the schedule pulled back up. Uh-oh. <clears throat> that was weird, dude. Like, it just literally shut off. I think I coughed so hard that the electricity from my body shut down Chrome. Right, right. All right, get this bitch back pulled up. Get this bitch. Whoa, bro. Oh, man, I hope I win big money this weekend. I've got to get a Mac, dude. If I win like $5,000 this weekend, I'm going straight to the fucking Mac store. All in. Not even, All in, Mac. Not, not, not even going to get a place. I'm going straight to the Mac store. <laughs> like, I know it sounds horrible. You got to do what you got to do. Hell yeah, bro. It's more important right now. The house will come. Need the MacBook. All right. Moving into the 12 o'clock games, 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Moving into the afternoon games, uh, the official afternoon games, afternoon in London game. We've already talked about that one. Morning game here. Uh, Bears at the Eagles. So the Eagles have been doing some, some things lately. Um, especially after last week, they looked really good against the Bills. Um, and with the Bears having the issues that they've been having, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little worried. I think the Eagles could do it. I think the Eagles could make it happen. But then there's also that thought that comes into my head of Khalil Mack just being stupid pissed and just taking Carson Wentz's head off. Because Carson Wentz is like a prime time suspect for Khalil Mack to just take a head off. And I feel like that it would happen to him way more than it would happen to anyone else. I don't know why I feel that way. I don't know if you can give me any clarification on why I may feel that way, but that's just how I feel. But there is a part of me that feels like the Eagles could get over on this Bears team this week. And if that does happen, you got to fire up the Eagles defense. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know about the, the DFS play there. Um on defense, but I think the Eagles do enough to get the job done here. Um, I'm, I've written off Trubisky. I've written off Matt Nagy. Um, done with the Bears. Basically, Khalil Max the only only way this um, this game's going to go the Bears' favor. I think the Eagles are going to do enough to win. Move to five and four. Right, because at the end of the day, Eagles can fly and Bears cannot, but they can climb trees. So I think that is important to note. Um, but with the Bears team in general, the only thing that I think that could, that could be a factor or a play, if Trubisky does come out and have his shit together, definitely like some Allen Robinson this week. And we haven't really had that huge Anthony Miller game yet. So if, the, if, if things can happen in a correct way to where the Eagles defense focuses all their attention on that run game and more on, on Robinson, we could see Miller maybe catch a big bomb we might get to see Miller get a couple of passes here and there because I feel like if they're going to focus more on that, then, then he's going to have a pretty big window to be able to make some shit happen. Um, so he's, he's kind of a sleeper that I have this week. 
I'm never going to debate somebody for targeting the Eagles secondary. So if you want to play a, a low-owned mm-hmm. Trubisky stacked with a receiver, go right ahead. Um, I will say that I want to throw Taylor Gabriel in the mix because he's only been back from injury one week now. And before that, if you remember the last time the Bears played really well is when Taylor Gabriel went off and he got yeah. injured that, at the end of that game. So it's yet to be determined, man. Like Anthony Miller and Taylor Gabriel both been in this weird place where it's like, who's going to be their number two? And um, we've seen more from Gabriel, but Miller seems like more of the uh, like NFL typical prospect. So, right. Either one of these guys are low owned. They're going to be cheap. Mm. Um, if you want to get, if you want to get safety, Allen Robinson. I dig it. Yeah. As far as David Montgomery goes, that run game, Eagles have a pretty good run defense. So beware. But uh, still could make some shit happen. We finally saw David Montgomery explode uh, last week. Hopefully we can see some more of that uh, so that everybody that drafted him where they did will get at least a little bit on their return. Um, Next game is Colts at Steelers. So we saw the Steelers start off really rocky on last Monday against the Dolphins, which was one crazy game that I don't think anybody predicted in that first half. But um, the the, the big highlight from that was James Conner basically having a huge chunk of grass in his helmet that was seen everywhere the next day. But James, there's a lot of people missing out of this game, man. James Conner is not going to be playing. Um, I think Benny Snell as well, if I'm not mistaken. Jalen Samuels. Um, Jalen Samuels back. is the one. So <clears throat> hopefully you guys got him up off the waiver this week. Um, you're going to be firing him up against his Colts defense because he'll, he'll, he should be getting all the touches. Um, and then – Mason Rudolph, he's he's back around. He's doing things. He's dancing around the town. So it's going to be Jacoby Brissett against Mason Rudolph. And out of those two guys, I see the Colts winning this game, um, even though it's at home and at the Steelers at Barbecue Sauce Stadium. Um, so it's there. Um, Big Ben is is going to be doing everything he can to look really fucked up on the sideline and try to be cool at the same time. He's a weird-looking sideline guy. I don't know. But doesn't like a football player. Does not. No, he looks like a coach. He he definitely looks like a coach. Ben, ben should go into coaching after this for sure. If there's one thing we've learned this season is that Ben should just go straight into coaching next year. So I can see him with the headset on. Oh, dude, facts. He just, he's he's built for it. Guy's made for it. But he has to keep his arm broken for the rest of his life because <laughs> that's the only way to do it. I agree. <laughs> but yeah, I love Jalen Samuels here. That's probably my favorite play of this game. We did see Juju go off. We did see Deontay Johnson, which is – dude, killed it last week. Loved him. I had him in some captain spots and some DFS for one of my lineups that I did, and that was the only lineup that I actually finished in the green. So, did have him there. And I don't think that that production is going anywhere. I think that Mason Rudolph has kind of found his groove with this Deontay Johnson kid. So, um, loving Deontay Johnson. Hopefully, you have him as well. Uh, definitely, he's going to be a play of mine. Uh, not really for maybe DFS this week, but definitely season long. I wouldn't mind firing him up in a flex position. But with the Colts team, Jacoby should be in full swing. Um, Jacoby on the road. We saw Jacoby on the road against Kansas City. Now, Steelers defense isn't Kansas City, but I do like Jacoby this week against this defense. And I like Marlon Mack. And those are my two favorite plays off the Colts. Yeah, so if you've been a Patreon subscriber for a while, you know that we've been uh... – winning some money on the Colts and very well could be a spot. We go back to uh, the Colts. They did burn us last week for the first time. Um, but it no, hurt. I think it, 
it, it hurt. It hurt a little bit, but uh, Adam Vinatieri missed an extra point and field goal, so it's that's starting to become a thing we have to worry about. Um, but overall, man, you know the Colts are a solid team. I, I don't mind Marlon Mack this week firing him up. I don't mind Brissett. Um, I don't think you really have to go anywhere else. Maybe T.Y. Hilton, but no need to. On, that's on, the norm, yeah. On a large slate, I don't think we need to go beyond those three guys. So. All right, so this next game, though, this is one that I do have questions about. So, obviously, we saw the Dolphins do some shit to the Steelers. The Jets are going to be playing the Dolphins at home. Um, obviously, with Ryan Fitzpatrick in the mix, there is a little bit more action than we had with Rosen. And even though this game looks gross on paper, this should be a huge Le'Veon Bell game for one. If it's not, then, then this, that's why I was saying on, on, on last week's – on the, this past episode, on episode 109, if, if, if Le'Veon Bell can't do something against this Miami Dolphins team and, like, I mean really go off, then we got big problems. We're also coming off of a week where there was speculation he could have been traded and it didn't happen. Um, so there was a lot of crazy shit going on in the Jets organization right now. So, I mean – I, I'm personally gonna gonna be playing a lot of Le'Veon Bell this week, and it may burn me, but I'm I'm gonna be playing a shitload of him. And with the Dolphins, I I don't really like anybody else on the Jets before I even go to the Dolphins. Got to say that Robbie's got there's trade talks about Robbie. You never know what can happen to him where he could end up, but I just this should be the Lev Bell week. And with the Dolphins, I'm liking the Preston Williams play again. I think that he's making his way back in there, but it did look like Fitzpatrick spread that ball around a little bit against the Steelers. Yeah, I, I'm just staying away from the Dolphins with so many teams to choose from. I do think it's a, a big Le'Veon spot. He's burned us so many times, though. I mean, there's been plenty of spots now that we've said the same thing. But, I mean, this is really and truly the, the last opportunity um, yet to be determined if this is truly um, a Le'Veon drop-off from what it used to be or if it's more of an Adam Gase thing. I tend to think it's a mixture with it being more of a um, Adam Gase not and Sam Darnold not really using him so um I think we're both in the same boat Chase this is, this is the last chance we're giving him before we just kind of write him off for the season and as far as this actual game script if you take a toy airplane and you duct tape a rubber dolphin that you used to play with in the bathtub maybe like from the movie Flipper they used to have them at Pizza Hut and as toys because Pizza Hut used to have toys if you take that tape it to a, a a plane, a toy plane, and throw it in the ground and watch it break. That's going to be this football game. Agree? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's going to be ugly, man. Um, but I do like some of the Jets attacking um, receivers as well, just because uh, Xavier Howard's going on injury reserve. So the Dolphins Crowder, defense. Crowder time, <laughs> Crowder time, Robbie Anderson time. Whoever you want to play, I'm not going to argue targeting the Dolphins, but their best defensive player on a terrible defensive unit just got put on IR. So remember that. True that, true that. So next game, Vikings at Chiefs. Uh, Kirk Cousins had kind of a rough week last week. Was not the game we thought against his former team. 11 fantasy points on Thursday night's game from last week. Looking into this week, Vikings are playing the Chiefs at home in Arrowhead. As far as we know, Mahomes is probably not playing again. He's limited in practice, if I'm correct. But before I even go any further, got to go ahead and give my Diggs-Thielen uh, prediction. Adam Thielen was, has been limited in practice, but all signs are pointing to him playing this weekend. So between Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs this week, 
it's pretty obvious anybody would probably say it's going to be a digs week because Thielen's coming off an injury. He's limited. But I'm going to do you one better. It's probably not going to be either of them's week. <laughs> it's probably going to be – you want to say it, Drew? Mr. Dalvin Cook. It's probably going to be Dalvin Cook's week. So I'm staying off receivers this week. I'm not saying you should stay off the receivers because if you have them, you got to play them. But I'm not going to make a call for this week. But just because the sole factor of running backs against this defense. And we saw what Dalvin Cook did in the Redskins game. And, yeah, Stephon Diggs, he showed up there too, and he did well. I'm just it's Dalvin Cook. It's Dalvin Cook time. Yeah, it's um, hard to argue that. We've seen the Chiefs just – give up all sorts of rushing yards and I'm not saying that Diggs and Thielen can't have a solid game but if there's anywhere we want to go it's it's with this rushing attack and um yeah I don't have any strong takes on the receiver so um and I'm not even going to really analyze the Chiefs side either we know that without Pat Mahomes really the only people we're interested in are um Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey so those are the two guys if you want to attack the Vikings defense but I think there's better spots this week Big facts. And just for all the listeners out there that love me doing my Thielen or Diggs thing, like I said, believe I'm, uh, I believe I'm 6-0-1. Um, and then, of course, I made the prediction um, the week after I think it was, obviously it was going to be Diggs because he was the only one out there playing. So Diggs would do that. But I will say this, even though I'm not going to make a call this week, <clears throat> I got to keep the crystal ball clear. Adam Thielen will have a red zone touchdown. Might not be for a lot of yards, but he'll get a touchdown. Fair enough. Does this Surprise count fans. towards the record or no? You know what? Fuck it. I got to do it. Yeah, I was fixing to say, I think it's going to mess up the juju if you don't. Yeah, I've got to do it. I've got to do it. Okay. Stefan Diggs. What? Got, <laughs> I got to go with it. What? Stefan Diggs will have more fantasy points than Adam Thielen. This you, week. Just, you just said Adam Thielen. I said Adam Thielen will have a red zone touchdown. So, are you saying strictly more fantasy points? Is that yeah? This is all about who's going to have more fantasy points every okay. week. That's what this Diggs. is all about. You know this, yeah? Okay. So Diggs, I'm going to say Thielen. Okay, all right. So you'll say Thielen. So we'll see. Shout out clock. Shout out to the clock. It's been a long time. Um, so we we will see if the the energy has shifted. But I'm going with Diggs just solely based off of the fact that. Thielen's going to be coming back off that, that injury. I'm not saying he won't have a touchdown. He will. Diggs will have more receiving yards. And he'll have, in turn, more fantasy points. Titans-Panthers. Titans-Panthers. I'm, I'm going to move on before I, I correct myself anymore. I've said what I've said. You got Thielen, I got Diggs. Titans-Panthers. The Titans will win this game. I believe in Ryan Tannehill. I have the crazy arrow energy with me now. It lives inside of me. Crazy Earl, if you're out there, thank you for it. Ryan Tannehill, Adam Humphreys, this week, believe it. Hump, freeze, hump, freeze, hump, freeze. Say it with me. One, two, three. Hump, freeze. Can you say it? No. Why? I can't do it. Why? I can't do it. I just, Why not? I, I just, Come in. I'm, I think the Carolina Panthers are going to win this, win this game. Tell me why. But I do. I do love your optimism for the Titans and Tannehill. Yeah, I know. I have all of it, and you're the one that lives in Nashville. You're the one that should have it. I'm the one that has it down here in fucking buttfuck Louisiana, and I have all this energy about Nashville, and you live there. How do you not? 
have the energy. Oh, oh, that's right. You're a Patriots fan. Damn. The last three games. No energy Rams, whatsoever. The Denver Broncos, the Chargers with injury problems, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. None of that. Sh- none of that. You know, screams top contenders. And the Panthers are by no means a top contender, but. So, the Panthers are broken. The Panthers got their asses broken last week, Drew. Okay. This four team sacks. was four emasculated. Sacks. Emasculated last week. There's no coming back from that, bro. Panthers they're, four they're sacks on Tannehill. Panthers four sacks on Tannehill. So they're gonna take all you're saying they're gonna take all their frustration from last week out on the Titans. They're just one of the best pass rushing teams in the league. The Titans O-line sucks. It's the whole reason Marcus Mariota has been benched just because he was under pressure. I'm not saying he's a good quarterback, but Tannehill has been blessed with some some good fortune so far. I think he's going to struggle this week at Carolina. Derrick Henry breaks off 60-plus yards. He's going to have a 60-yard or more run in this game. I won't argue that. We just saw Coleman for the 49ers go to town on this team, and Derrick Henry's certainly capable of that. But overall, kind of a disappointing year for Henry and Henry owners, just not quite seeing that production, probably because their offense is pretty predictable and they're an obvious run-first team. But It is true. This is true. These are facts. Um, but I don't have a problem with that take. I could see, I could see him breaking one off at, at Carolina. Okay, so this happens. So that, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's my, my bold prediction. You're taking them for the win, though, right? The Titans. I'm win. taking the Titans for the win. I'm going to okay. bet the Titans this week. Call your bookie. Call them. You just let me know how much. I'll, I'll have you a nice little bet placed. 75 cents. 75 um, doll hairs. Cents. Yeah, doll hairs. I'll, I'll go and get, my, uh, get one of my niece's Barbies, and I'll count it out. Um, Panthers, we all know Christian McCaffrey – there's no option. You play him. I like Greg Olson this week. I will say that. Um, I'm, I'm going in with Greg. I'm, I'm starting up Greg in some of my season long. I think that he's going to be a good good fantasy tight end this week. Check out old Greg. And don't forget the homie, Janu Smith. Love us some Janu. Janu, if you're out there, you're listening, we are a uh, Janu Smith podcast. So, all aboard the Smith train. Redskins, Bills. Bills win. Yeah, we don't have to deep dive this one, do we? Uh, no, we, Dwayne we Haskins hit. is starting. Interception <laughs> City. Um, Going to be fun. All value of the Redskins is dead. There's nothing I want to say more if Haskins is playing. He, he's going to have a game where he comes around. This Bills team is going to bounce back after what happened with them with Philadelphia last week. Um, loving my uh, the homie John Brown. And uh, Cole, Be- Cole Beasley has been seeing a little more action every week. So I'm not going to say he's going to have a huge game here, but it is possible. So Colby, Cole Beasley's another good option for a lower lower price guy in DFS this week. I like him. Um, he's somebody that could give you a little edge as well. So I'm back on my bees, my Beasleys, back on my bees knees, um, and then John Brown, and then just Bills, just Bills. That's all I can say. Anything you want to add? Yeah, Haskins. If you're you know a Redskins fan, it's just, he seems like a guy that's going to take time. Don't don't judge him too quick. It's some some quarterbacks can come in and, and make plays immediately. I think he's going to be somebody that needs some needs some time to to work it out. I'd rather him not be starting right now, but it is what it is. Um, in terms of the Bills, comfortable firing up Brown and Beasley. 
But uh, Chase, you know, I got to speak up about one of my favorites, um, Devin Singletary. We saw his his uh, snap count increase to nearly seventy percent this past week. So I'm um, very anxious to see if we're finally seeing the the switch from old man, yeah, old man Frank Gore, old reliable, who I do Mother love. Time. Do we see the young guy get the carries? Saw seventy, nearly seventy percent last last week in a in a terrible weather <coughs> game. Um, but he's obviously somebody that has that explosiveness that we love to see in fantasy and want to see him get those touches. I agree with you 100% there, man. You you always want to see the rook get in there. And and I think this is the perfect game for him. This is the perfect game script. They, if, if if anything, if they're going to use any type of, of, of change in that backfield, they, they need to let him get the majority of the carries in this game, if not all of the carries, because it's the Redskins. And, and everybody knows what the Redskins are. So give them all to Devin Singletary. For all the Singletary owners out there, for all the people who have faith in Singletary, I'm one of the I, – I like Devin Singletary. So I want to see him do well, and I want to see him get as much action as he can in this one as well, too. So this is the week for it. It's the Redskins. you got the layover. So do what you got to do on the layover. Buccaneers-Seahawks. This, obviously, it looks like it could be a big DFS game just because it's Seahawks-Bucks, Jameis Winston, uh, Russell Wilson. These are just guys that are quick on their feet. For some reason, these teams just, you know, of course the Buccaneers have way more of the ups and downs, but the Seahawks have their ups and downs too. So I think as far as the DFS goes, this is probably going to be one of the more popular games this week. If Do you, do you agree or disagree? I agree 100%. Uh, a little sneak peek to the, to the premium content here is I'm very, very, very interested and in plan to have a lot of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Probably not going to – going to have them both in many lineups unless I'm game stacking, but I see one of these two guys going off. I don't like what I've seen from the Seahawks defense. The The days of the Seahawks dominant defense are long gone. The Legion of Boom is, is out of boom. It's out of boom. What about, will they ever, who's the Legion of Tannerite? That's going to be the real, <laughs> the real factor. Would that be like the Patriots? Sure. We can go with that. Legion of Tannerite. Patriots defense copyrighted garage guys, fancy sports. So remember that. But yeah, as far as this game goes, like you said, it's the usual suspects here. There's no really diving in deep, find you a guy that you like on these teams and, you know, play them in, plug them in this. I don't think you can really go wrong anywhere here. Um, I do think it's going to be more of passing attack than a run game. So that's going to be my heavy take. So I'm going to be a lot heavier on the wide receivers here than I am running backs. You like um, the Buck side more with with uh, Godwin and Evans, or do you like Tyler the Rocket Lockett? I am a hundred percent more invested in Godwin and Evans, just because they have just been way more explosive. Yeah. I feel like in the long long haul. So, and, but then you just you have to take that risk with Winston. Is is he going to have a four interception game and make the Seahawks defense become the Legion of Boom? Or is he going to be able to get the ball where it goes? And in turn, like you said, they're not the Legion of Boom anymore. I think that we're going to have an okay performance here from Jameis, and I think that it's going to turn out to be a great game. Um, but somehow, some way, they will find probably find a way to lose. Yeah, the the concentrated targets seem to go to Godwin and Evans, whereas the Seahawks have a very balanced attack. We can see Russell Wilson throw it to anybody. We can see them turn around and hand the ball to Carson 20, 25 times. But if you're, if you're wanting to play multiple lineups on Sunday, I highly advise 
having a few stacks where you throw uh, maybe a uh, Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett and run it back with Chris Godwin, or maybe you go um, Jameis Winston and Mike Evans or Godwin and run it back with, with Chris Carson. So I think there's a lot of ways you can go here and, and um, hit some high fantasy points. This is another good one that I could, I could correlate with the Vikings. Um, we, we could do the Godwin or Evans. Who's yeah. going to score the more fantasy points? Do you, do you want to take on that, that challenge? Man, I, I don't know if I want that pressure. You, you've, you, you've been good at these, uh, these takes for sure. Um, Godwin. Godwin game. It's a Godwin game. Godwin game. More fantasy I mean, points than Mike Evans this week. Chris Godwin. And if you want my, uh, you know, let's go ahead and plug it. If you want my, my honest take on which, which of the two I prefer, you'll see that uh, on the premium content because I'm, I'm definitely going to dig into who I think the cornerback matchups are going to be against those receivers and, and all that. So check out the uh, premium content on, on the Patreon page. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> that was Matthew McConaughey. He came by to say, hey, he just left the – sorry. He gone? Yeah, he's out. He didn't want to say bye. He just he was here and he leaned over my shoulder and he walked away. Good friend of the podcast, Matthew McConaughey. He's, he's cranking up the Lincoln now. Lions Raiders, if I don't see Ty Johnson – I'm going to be mad, mad boy. And I can't really say anything else because I don't know Matt Patricia. I don't know where he lives. Can't go find him. Can't track him down. If I don't see Ty Johnson go off in this game, I'm going to be the most pissed off person. What's funny is we were big Patricia fans until the Ty Johnson fiasco last week, and uh, he's kind of ruining it for us. But I, I'm not even going to analyze this, man. I'm still I'm still a little butthurt over this uh, – this game last week. So I think they're going to use all four backs again. It's going to be frustrating. And um, yeah, the only thing I really trust is Matt Stafford, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. Jones uh, Jr. Big Jones Jr. game. You think? Big You're Jones going. Jr. game. And if there was a week you wanted to start Hunter Renfro, it's this week. Oh, God. You're back on this kick. I'm just saying, like, in yeah. like, I don't, I don't know about DFS, but I think that, like, if you're, like, in dynasty deep leagues, throw, throw them in there. Throw them in there for this game. Um, there's been a lot of speculation on Twitter I've been looking at. There's a couple other people that have the take as well. Um, I'm just going to say that if Renfro is, is going to continue to prove that he can do something, it, it, he will do it again this week. But uh, Darren Waller should bounce back big, too. Packers Chargers. A um, lot of fudge packing going to happen here. Um, there's going to be a lot of a uh, <laughs> lot of lot of sticking sticking it to the Chargers defense. Packers should be explosive. Aaron Jones should be explosive. Jamal Williams should take a little step back. I think uh, Aaron Jones is is trying to show that I know we both can do it, but I was here first, buddy. So that's kind of how I feel about this one. Chargers side of the ball, most boring football team of all time. I don't even want to give a take because I just really don't care because I probably won't be playing any of them. Do you have any takes on the Chargers side of the ball, Drew? I do. I do have some takes here, surprisingly. Um, I, I like the Packers side first. I want to say that I've seen a lot of different opinions here on if it's going to be the – Passing attack, or if it's going to be Aaron Jones week, we've seen the Chargers defense give up both. You know, had weeks where they give up a lot in the passing department. We've seen them give up a lot in the in the in the rushing department. 
not sure where I fall yet on that. Um, I tend to, to lean towards Aaron Jones, but I think this is a really, really sneaky spot to target the Chargers. We've seen the Packers defense honestly go back to what we think the Packers <laughs> defense is and has always been, which is a team that gives up points and relies on the offense for score. So I think this is something we could see the Chargers put up some points, man. I know that you said they're boring, but I could honestly see if you take a stab at Phillip Rivers is super cheap. You could pair him with Keenan Allen. Um, if, if you don't like that, you can just literally play Melvin Gordon for super cheap and hope he rushes two two touchdowns in. Don't think that's unrealistic to think that Phillip Rivers can throw for two touch two or three touchdowns. Or yeah, I mean, it's just a sneaky spot, man. I could easily see this game being if you take Aaron Jones or Aaron Rodgers and the and I will say this. I'm strongly of the opinion, do not guess which receiver Aaron Rodgers is going to be throwing the ball to. No, no, you can't. Because the Devontae Adams is still being limited in practice. He's not back yet. You know, that's his go-to man when he's there, but he's not. It's just this Packers offense is going to be all around the place. And like I said, I just that, that's why I want to stay away. I really – if I'm going to play anybody from this game, it's going to be like Aaron Jones or like maybe like Hunter Henry. And for me to be so, like, away from the Chargers, like, I don't even know why I am, but, like, if they're not on a primetime spot, I rarely watch the game. I don't know what it is about this team. Like, I, I don't know. I just genuinely don't know why. I just have no want or will to, like, watch a Chargers game. I, I don't know why. But my brain does not, like, want anything to do with it. I thought they were entertaining last year. I thought they were a solid team and, and had plenty of passing attack. And I mean, they lack something. I don't know what it is. They just lack something. But Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, like Austin Eckler, all those guys are. Yeah, they got great players, but it's, they, they lack something. I don't know what it is that they lack. I cannot. I don't think you like Philip Rivers. I, I think know, that's where man. he's coming from. I don't yeah, think you like him. Their players are just weird, man. I feel like they're just bland. Like, Philip Rivers is not a bland person whatsoever. Like, he just – but he's just – it's weird. I don't know how to explain it. I, I don't – it's going to take me some time. Hopefully, one day I can have – we can have an episode where I can, like, take, you know, 10 minutes to maybe, like, really assess some things. Maybe I just need to watch this fucking game. Maybe I just need to, like, turn reds on. You need to go to a sweat lodge. You need to go to a sweat lodge and just right. meditate on the Chargers. Come think back about things that I do like about them and I don't. I like their colors. I like their logo. The logo's cool. Can you agree it's a sneaky spot? I mean, we just saw Matt it Moore. Is. We saw it Matt is. Moore, what, how many points did they throw up against the, this team? I mean, it did, they did pretty well. I can't. I don't know off the top of my head. I don't have the numbers pulled up in front of me right now. But they uh, – I don't know, man. I don't know what it is, dude. I wish I could figure it out. I really do because, like, like I said, I love Hunter Henry. Love the guy. Yeah, big Hunter Henry guy. Love their color rush uniforms. They're sexy. I don't know what it is. One of Hunter Henry, Mike Williams, or Keenan Allen is going to score twice. And if you get if you pair Philip Rivers with the one with the guy that scores twice, you're going to have yourself a nice. And maybe you pair him with Aaron Jones if you think Aaron Jones is going to be the the running back that scores. Um, just just an option. I'm giving the listeners an option for it's 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 easy to say. Hey, I'm going to go. I'm going to go target the Seahawks and the, and the Buccaneers game. Right, right. It is. So, it's because it is. You. It looks like it. It just looks it. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at their logos right now. I'm looking at the spot. I'm looking at everything. Like, it, just, it looks it. 
This Chargers team, I don't know. I just – ah, I hate it. But off the hip, gut check, thinking hard. Hmm. Nope, can't, I can't muster up anything. So just trust whatever Drew said and I don't because I don't <laughs> want to lie to you guys. The Packers are favored by three and a half points. So um, just saying they should, win, they should win this game. But that doesn't mean that the Chargers won't score points. The over-under is 48. So that tells you there's going to be some – there should be some scoring. All right. So these last two games that we're going to cover before we dip off, um, we got the last afternoon game and then we have the Sunday night football game. Browns-Broncos, I don't even want to even go I, – I don't even want to even. That's I, just, I should have left it right there. I don't even want to even. Baker Mayfield has no excuse – other than this Denver defense that is supposed to be, like, back in action. Broncos are another team I haven't paid that much attention to this year. But I will say this. Deshaun Hamilton is a sneaky motherfucking play because he's Deshaun Hamilton. And there's people that he's been sitting on the bench for a while. I get that he's got to step up. He's got to prove himself. He had a, I think he had, like, a, a bad play last week. Something happened. Don't write him off just yet. That's all I have to say about that. And this could be a spot where we see somebody like Deshaun because that Browns defense is not bad, but they're not the best. But Cortland Sutton is going to be covered pretty damn well. Just remember that. Um, as long as no font or fant, whatever, I don't know how this is going to work out. We got, we got Drew Locke at quarterback. So this is a whole new game, a whole new world for the Broncos this week. So, I typically don't like to get too ballsy. It's just, fuck that. I love getting ballsy. Deshaun Hamilton, fire away. This game's uh, ugly, man. Uh, I'm not going to advise anybody to really invest too much in it. Um, I will say I would stay away from Deshaun Hamilton. They used some random dude named Fred Brown who mm-hmm. actually outsnapped him. Um, Deshaun Hamilton definitely had his fair share of playing time, but he was held catchless. and. I don't want to risk that with a new QB. Um, it's a minimum. He He's going to be super cheap. So, if you want to go for it, you know, just understand, just understand the risk. But I do like Nick Chubb against a um, – I just don't think they're going to put too much on Baker Mayfield, man. And um, I have found myself already put – I'm already putting the cheat sheet together for the premium content. And um, because of price, I hate to say this, Baker Mayfield might be finding his way into my lineups. Ooh, wow, that's, yep. that was hard for you to say. It was hard for me to say, but you know, little me, Colin I, Coward over here. I uh, I can't deny that the price is very, very low. It's fifty one hundred, and that's just. I mean, that's, if I told that's you, ridiculously low for Baker, but it is. But he has he has proved that he is worth that this year. Yeah, if I told you at the beginning of the season you could get him at fifty one hundred, you'd be uh licking your chops i would imagine oh big time shouldn't play off that way but yeah, yeah i don't know this hey philip rivers is also 5100 so chase who would you rather have philip rivers against rivers? the packers or baker mayfield against the broncos philip rivers yeah both of them are, are way way better wait to for me his weapons are more proven this year okay even though next baker question. has obj next question mitchell trubisky against the eagles secondary I like, I like it. See, I, I'm willing to be ballsy with Trubisky this week. 
all three of these guys are at 5.1 or 5. Like, they're all three right at that 5K mark. So One of them will be in the winning lineup. You think? Yeah. See, like, Ryan Tannehill against Carolina is actually more expensive than all three of these guys. And oh, there's, yeah. no, there's no way you'd see me putting Ryan Tannehill in before either any of these three. No I will say this. If I'm going to go between Phillip, Trubisky, and Baker, it's going to be Phillip all day. Just because you got with two you. old school quarterbacks, which not old school, but two quarterbacks that were around the same age and they're rolling in. And it's just, it's one of the, it's a quarterback showdown. They're going to be throwing that ball. They're going to be. I get gonna, the feeling the Chargers' worst is behind them. Like we've seen them like kind of hit rock bottom. I think that's what it's going to take for me. Like if the Chargers can make it past one playoff game, then I might be a little more inclined to pay attention. They just they always just kind of slip away for some reason. I don't know. It's weird. But anyway, Browns Broncos iffy game. Risk Deshaun Hamilton. Risk it. Get the biscuit. Do it. Um, Patriots Ravens Sunday Night Football. Um, <laughs> Legion of Tannerite. Doesn't matter who they play. And it's Sunday night football. It's prime time. I don't care if it's in Baltimore. Patriots go 9-0 or 8-0. Have they had their bye week yet? No. I can't wait for the Patriots um, haters to come out and say if the Ravens do win this game. Well, of course they won. You know, Patriots haven't played anybody. Yep, this is going to be the first, like, game. But but I don't know. the. I feel like the Ravens have just – I don't – it's, whenever I see a, a Patriots logo compared to another team, I'm just like, oh, damn, they're about to get the shit stomped out of them. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. Like, you put that Patriots logo by the Green Bay Packers, I'm be like, that'll be a good game. They're probably going to lose. But if I see that Raven, the little jank-ass-looking bird, Edgar Allan Poe shit, I'm like, what's more American? Like, I mean, it's just like 80s culture. Like, you see this this dude that's, like, decked out in America clothes, and there's this guy, like, fucking reading a book in a coffee shop. Like, that's pretty much what's going to happen here. I'm just going to get his shit stunk. He's going to be like, got this Red Bull. Fuck your coffee, America. Bam. America. Legion of Tannerite. So, yeah, Patriots. Um, Ravens. It's going to be a run-for-your-life game, Lamar Jackson. And it may not be a good run-for-your-life game. It's going to be a run for your life game. How do you think he does overall, like fantasy wise? Do you think he's going to? I mean, I think the predictable answer would be that he struggles early, and then somehow, when they're trailing, he he finds a way to get the fantasy production. But the game's possibly already. He's going to be just running like a motherfucker. And if anything, I would probably just lean on his best target. Even though Bill Belichick always finds a way to take that team's playmaker out. So, Mark Andrews is going to be guarded pretty heavily. Um, so, you might see a little bit of, of action from, like, a Willie Sneed. Um, I agree. I, I don't yeah. think they're going to let Mark, and, Mark Andrews just – we've talked no, about – We've Belichick's going to take the playmaker out. We've – I think we're yet to understand and process. Like, you have all these brilliant defensive coordinators and all these brilliant minds, and yet the same, like, plays work every week for the Ravens where you see these two tight end packages, and they're running, like, literally seam routes down the field. And Lamar Jackson is just lobbing it over the safety. And 
it, it works. And I mean, I guess there's more to the offense than, than I can process, but I, I can't believe that the Patriots are going to let that happen. No, I mean, if I think that if, if they're going to let a tight end score, it'll be somebody like Hayden Hurst. Like they'll pull him in and then they're going to make them think that they're not going to throw the ball to Hayden, but they're going to throw the ball to Hayden. Yeah. So yeah, I can see that. I can see it honestly being a, um, if anybody is going to, if, if I'm going to have a bold take for the Ravens offense, this is a guy I'm actually very low on and probably had, a, I mean, I was low on him my very first podcast here as a guest. And then as I've been a host, I've been low on him, but I could see Mark Ingram kind of having a sneaky good game just because if the Ravens are going to keep this game close, they're going to have to have a balanced attack. This is not a game that's going to go well if Lamar Jackson is dropping back to pass first, second, and third down. This is not a game at all. This is – yeah, it's like you can't – like when you play the Patriots, like this is like your – this is like your one shot at the, your dream job. And if you can take them down, they will be immortal for 20, in 2019. If the Ravens beat the Patriots in Sunday night football at home, this Ravens team it's, – it's like it's – like, it's like LSU beating Alabama. And that game's coming up next weekend. We're probably going to have to talk a little bit about that next weekend too, but I don't know. It's, it's, it would be cool to see, I guess, but I just, I don't know. The Ravens are probably my most hated team in the NFL. If I told you just to say how much the Patriots should be favored by, what would you say? I just want to hear your thoughts. Mm, like, I don't know. First thought. Four, 14. They are favored by three points. What? Yep. Oh, uh, it is a home game. I don't know, but it's the Patriots. I don't know. You, you, you're better at that shit. Well, than me. I, I'm just saying. Like to me, that's the reason I ask is because it's um, it's just wild to me. They're only favored by three. I, I think this number should be like closer to four, four and a half, just a field goal uh, for undefeated team and being the Patriots. I guess it's Sunday Night Football. It's at. It's. I think the big kicker here is this at the Ravens. Yeah, it's, it's Ravens are home. I mean, points. I don't know. That's it. Doesn't seem. I mean, legit. That just. I don't know. You mean does does it not make you want to go to the bank and and bet on the Patriots? I think I'm going to find myself at a sports book this weekend. I hate to say it, <laughs> but I, I honestly, I've never done it. I've never done it, and I think that I may take a couple hundred bucks and walk my happy ass into a sports book this weekend. I think it might happen. So. We'll see. I'll let you guys know. I'll take pictures on Twitter if I do. But that's the show. NASCAR this Sunday in Texas. Playoff racing has happened. Be on the lookout for my articles on rotoballer.com. If you follow me on Twitter at GarageGuyChase, I'll have my sleepers and drivers to avoid article up, and I'll have my driver picks. Last week, it sucked. Didn't have Martin Truex Jr. is what it is. We're moving on, moving forward. We're going to have us a winning fucking weekend. I had the number one picks uh, for the first Texas race this season, and I'm going to follow it back up with another number one pick race again. I feel good. I feel confident. I was nervous about Martinsville just because it was one of those races for me that I, I missed out on a lot of money in the early in the season. I think I overthought it. I'm not going to overthink this one. I'm going to play the best guys that I think they're going to be there. So check out my picks, rotoballer.com. Follow me on Twitter. 
follow us everywhere. I'll have it all retweeted on all of our different social media outlets. But uh, should be a really good race uh, this weekend in Texas. So excited. After this weekend, there's two more races, and the NASCAR season is over. So getting down the nitty-gritty. This is when the good racing happens. So check it out. If you have two TVs, fire one up on some NASCAR while you're watching Red Zone this weekend. Drew, do you have any closing statements? Nope. Just be looking out on my Twitter account and be looking out at Chase's Twitter account for the, um, the premium content. Um, seeing our subscribers grow each week and we That's want to continue it, continue, continue the role here. Let's continue it going. And before we go, since we're not going to be back until Monday for you guys, got to go ahead and do this for Drew. Drew's birthday, November 2nd. Happy birthday to <laughs> Drew. Happy birthday to Drew. Happy birthday, dear Drew. Happy birthday, dear James. Woo! You threw a James in there, didn't you? Yeah, we'll have some questions about that, but we're not going to answer them. Sports party repeat. Don't you?